All right, hello, welcome to Adventures in Lolly Gangan. We are playing Delta Green tonight. We're playing uh, what episode is this? Episode seven. What lies we tell? Our uh, our second go around with Delta Green. Our second uh, second campaign. One where we're stitching together uh, a couple different scenarios here and there. I don't know if we're nearing the end of this scenario or not. Maybe they were trying to figure out how to destroy a building again, because that's what it comes down to. Apparently, every Steven wants to just blow up a building. Uh, and then we were also <laughs> trying... Even he wasn't even here for the last yeah. blowing up of the building. Well, uh, he was channeling <laughs> He's filling in for Derek, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and uh, what else? Oh, we were trying to figure out what letter cell they're going to be. Uh, last time around during Impossible Landscapes, we did D cell. I don't remember yeah. why we did that, but I remember there was a joke associated with it. I don't remember what that Probably joke was. Probably something about get this D. That could have been. I thought yeah. it was like, or just like dumbass a cell or something, dummies or something. Yeah. I, I can't remember. So we need a we need a letter. Uh, so uh, let's make a poll. The candidates. What's the candidates? What do we do? Z. I Okay, so. Z Q cell was mentioned somewhere. Q cell. I mentioned Q just for the Q continuum. Okay. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, he is I not going to help you. Vote Foxtrot. Wait. So, by the way, do does anybody other than Stephen and I understand what the Q continuum is a reference to? That absolutely probably I have no idea. Nope. Melissa. Maybe Melissa. I don't know. Jeff, nope. I would have preferred not asking the question so I didn't know the answer. Like, that's one of the things. Like, it just <laughs> oh, broke my this heart. is a Star Trek thing? It's a Star Trek thing. Yeah. yeah I, I was happy to live in ignorance. <laughs> I wasn't really in ignorance. I, I knew the know. answer. <laughs> I knew the answer to my own question, so I just wanted to, to verify it. Um, okay. So we need to figure out a letter. Q cell, Z cell, L cell. L cell sounds, I mean, I like L because it's lolly, but at the same time, it's, it's kind of hard to say. L cell, L cell. I don't know. Anyhow. Uh, okay. So we've got some stuff to get to tonight. We'll see where it goes. I'm kind of, I'm, I'm honestly very curious where the hell you guys are going to go. I don't really know what you guys are going to do. Uh, so we'll figure it out. Uh, all right. Why don't we do some intros? Uh, it tells who you're playing and tell us what letter you would like the cell to be hereafter formally called. So, uh, long tell us about Luca slash agent Inferno. Yes. Luca Italian American. I'm living in Jersey, New York area, investigating that for DEA agency. And he's below willpower right now. I'm at three, no sleep, no real a lot of choices to be made here. I've gotten voices in my head. My director is calling me. Just see where it goes. Yeah, you've been having a rough go. You C cell Z. You want C Z? Okay, so Z is one. Z is an option. Okay, Z cell. Um, we're your zombies. Like you're just a bunch of zombies. Okay. Uh, all right. You have been having a rough go of it. That is for sure. I think Luca, of all people, have probably suffered the most so far in the early stages of this campaign. And who knows if he'll make it to the middle stages of this campaign. We'll find out. Uh, next up, we have Maggie slash Aggie. Go ahead, Maggie, Aggie. Uh, yes. So I feel like um, either A cell or G cell would seem to make sense because, you know, Maggie, Aggie just sort of go with what's. So 
I think a cell remember what I was saying before. And I think a cell is a reference to like the official, like I think it, it I think in the Delta oh, right, green right, right, lore. Right, right. Yeah. Yeah. So I, yeah, I think yeah. a cells out. So I'll go G cause I've got four of them between Maggie and Aggie. So that's my vote for no particularly good reason. Um, she is, um, generally doing not too bad um with things but yeah we will down a little bit on some willpower all right fair enough uh i think you actually had according to my listen a fairly modest end to last uh, session as you just had plans with your friend chelsea and you uh you you ditched luca and declan who were going to stake out to go hang out with her. We don't know if to play it out, but I think that's how it ended for Maggie, if I recall Yes, correctly. and probably still wearing the wig that uh, Lisa got me. So that will be right. like, I'm sure Chelsea's going to be like, uh, well, that's new. Yeah, yeah, that's the other thing. Maggie has popped up on some local Brooklyn news feeds. Uh, not in great, you know, kind of grainy footage, basically, but popped up, popped up. It was a fun, it was a fun scene. I got to listen back to the dock worker scene. Where he's like, yeah, you look really familiar. And like Steven starts to talk as Declan and is like, oh, yeah. And he's like, no, 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 not you, her. <laughs> <laughs> I was Declan so disappointed. Steven were crestfallen. It was awesome. It was so good. But as soon uh, as he said her, I'm like, oh, shit, she's wanted. Sort of. It ain't that clear. I wonder who's it's just one of those things is. where it's like wanted local news. Local new, news, crazy woman does, you know, something in a something. And then and nothing really comes of it sometimes. Uh, well, maybe it will. We'll see. Uh, Declan, why don't you tell us about yourself? Hey, I am an author. Uh, I'm definitely the best liar in the group. Uh, and I'll also say that I'm the smartest one of the group. Uh, those two coincide. It's a joke, guys. Okay. Everyone's too busy offended. I'm, I'm saying I'm <laughs> lying about it. What is your end? What is your end? Uh, good question. It's you are not there. the most uh, intelligent person of the party. Oh, but I am 17. the best liar, so I am the most yeah. intelligent. Hmm. You, could, you, you do you have an 18 charisma. Useful lies, though. Your lies should be useful. to. The okay, <laughs> I've had a lot yourself. of fun with these lies, uh, and I'm going to get Maggie arrested at some point uh, before <laughs> we wrap so up Delta Green. Sure. <laughs> uh, that's definitely as happen. for cell names, I'm conflicted now. I don't want Q Continuum because no one knows what it is, and that would just break my heart. I was going to say G for my um initials gordon wood but maggie said g so now i don't want it to be named after her so uh I, i'm gonna go with e for ellis okay all right e for ellis um <laughs> i think g is the second most common letter in lollygagger though there's l and then g right mm. lollygagging has three Oh, yeah, that's true. That's true. Uh, all right. Finally, we got Lisa Young. Ashley, tell us about old Lisa. Uh, I am playing Lisa. She's a program manager for FEMA, and uh, she's got herself in a bit of a pickle. Uh, she's out here with her family uh, celebrating her mom's birthday after she has passed, and uh, her boyfriend came out and uh it was real awkward um he's very sweet about it but uh that's a whole can of worms she's gonna have to deal with when she gets home and yeah she's had a lot of family drama while trying to run this case and having a young daughter with her and it's been rough 
And I would say we should be the B cell because we're here because of Operation Blister and we're currently on Operation Blister 2. Okay. Double boogaloo. Uh, all right. I just started a poll, uh, audience. <laughs> You're going to make the decision. Those are the four options. Go ahead, vote away. And that's what it's going to be. How many times can I vote? I mean, I said audience. You're not an audience, dude. You're Cass. What are you doing? <laughs> what are you doing? Come on, man. Okay. I don't know. I, I, I'm out of it tonight. <laughs> are you? Okay. No. Uh, you do seem a little. That good of a liar, though. You do seem a little, um, a little out of it. All right. Why don't we, uh, why don't we start? I think we're all a little like nervous because tomorrow is our one ring finale. So I feel like. I'm, yeah. I, I know that's what I'm feeling. I'm feeling very <laughs> anxious about tomorrow. Like I worked on Delta Green all afternoon, but the whole time I was like really nervous because it's like, whew, big, big day tomorrow. Uh, so we'll see what the other poll I was thinking of doing, who's going to die? How, who, who, what's which campaign is going to have more casualties by the end of it? Delta Green, will lies we tell, or one ring, waking Angmar, because we've already got one big casualty. Uh, spoiler alert. Uh, and now we have others that are probably going to be some cash. But anyhow, let's Wait, who, let's who's not our casualty in one way. Some, <laughs> I can't remember his name. I forgot uh, already. Yeah. Swordedir. Yeah. He had a couple of names, but no one really remembered any of them. So who really cares? Uh, so let's go ahead and let's start it up. So we've got um, let me do a little summary. Last time around, we started with Maggie chasing after a rodent-like creature that had hissed her uh, at the Garrison mansion. Uh, and somehow it managed to outpace and or outsmart her, despite the fact that she has a 17 intelligence uh, and she was trying to escape. Gene, uh, Gene uh, Wallow is one of the uh, one of the workers uh, at the at the construction site with Bloomfield, uh, Bloomfield Construction. Uh, he was there um, and discovered Maggie as he was opening up the door to show Declan and Luca the building. Uh, and rather than provide Maggie cover, Declan pretended not to know her and chased after his cat, which was a black and white cat that ran out of the building. Maggie assaulted Gene, actually tried to swipe his phone away uh, after he called her a tweaker. And, uh, he and he was trying to notify the police again. And then he started backing away, realizing that both Maggie and Luca might be a bit of a threat and might be uh, involved in all this kind of stuff. Later, much later, Declan uh, was going to try to smooth that over by having Tabitha, his agent, send uh, send Gene a full collection of his books as, a, as an apology. I don't know if that really makes sense, but he did it. Uh, after Gene yes, left for the, the building, eh, Maggie and Declan and Luca, you all went inside. And Declan, you started feeling the same kind of anxious sensation that we just into like that kind of dimensional size space uh, inconsistency in Unit 35 that Luca was feeling. Uh, and then at a certain point, you actually began hacking into the drywall with hand tools. And later, you even tried to stage a break-in by bashing the front door into the building, despite the fact that there is a very clear eyewitness to the, that, that not having taken place. Uh, not only that, but the group, you discovered some kind of strange wooden plate inside the room uh, with these uh, geometric engravings at various depths. Uh, Luca, you received an awkward phone call from your supervisor because you had forgotten you were supposed to take a shift at a stakeout for the DEA uh, on an investigation into a local crime syndicate. And on leaving the construction site, you were contacted by a voice telling you to return when you were ready for answers and enlightenment, even though you're no maid. And, uh, and 
a a she will provide that enlightenment. Meanwhile, Lisa, you were like you're saying dealing with some family drama, your boyfriend Cody, etc. Uh, you had some heart to heart. He he did leave. Um, and uh, Maggie, you did finally touch base with Chelsea. You kind of lied to her again, uh, but you did spend some time with her on Saturday. Luca, you spent the entire day, uh, the next day, after finishing your shift with the DEA stakeout, resting at home. You had another vision of that drowned woman from Hypoluxo. Uh, this time, she was lying next to you in your bed. Maggie and Declan, you re- reunited again later on. Why the two of you keep working together, I still don't understand. Uh, <laughs> this time, you did a couple different things. You visited the father of Franklin Elders, uh, and there was the third missing child from the original debrief for the operation. And you went to the dock where Franklin's clothes were found near a drain outlet. At the docks, you learned that there were stray animals and stuff that were lingering around the docks. You also learned that Maggie was <laughs> on local news footage, possibly, uh, related to some crimes that were happening in the Garrison Mansion's uh, uh, neighborhood. Uh, other things. Um, when you visited Devin Elders, who's the father uh, of Franklin, it did not go well. Uh, he, uh, he was very angry, and he basically threw you guys out and shut the door on you. Luca, you contacted uh, Thomas Cardasso Gomez's mother, Rebecca, and asked her some questions about spirits and about the voice. And she said that it's possible that they are an, what's called an exu. So it's a messenger spirit. And if you were trying to get them to go away, then you could do what she told her son to do, which is get some shells and the head of a pigeon and leave it either on a doorway or uh, in, in a doorway or on a windowsill. Uh, but also maybe you just go talk to them. Uh, so you all kind of started to consult with each other again at a certain point. And Declan and Luca, you decided to stake out the Garrison mansion. And while Declan was sleeping in the car on his shift, the voice once more contacted you, Luca, talking to you a little bit further now. And it said that she, again, can make the visions go away and can grant enlightenment and that you should return in several days on the night of the new moon. And it said to bring the gate and it would show you how to enter. Uh, but also that you can't tell your fellow agents because they mean us harm. And Declan, you awoke to the sun. It was rising. Luca did not reveal any of this to you. So only Luca knows all that kind of stuff, but I'm saying it for the stream. And we will pick up right there as you guys are driving away. And I would like to know, where are you driving to? I believe I'm dropping off Declan. Yeah, drop me off at my hotel. Okay. So you guys are, are you just going to spend, so it's a Sunday. It is morning time. Uh, you drop Declan off at his hotel. Are you then going home? Or are you trying to get some rest? You guys have been up most of the night, even though Declan did crash for a little bit. Are you guys going to, are you guys going to rest for the, for some of the day or you, you have plans? I'd like to today? rest at least the morning. Uh, okay. I, I don't think I would do anything till around lunchtime. Okay. And I needed to rest as well for willpower. Okay. So we will say then without incident, you drop Declan off, you make it back to your own home. No issues along the way. And both of you get a little rest in the morning. Uh, we will turn our attention over to Maggie. Maggie, you spent last night, I believe, out partying with your friend Chelsea, is that correct? That is correct. Okay. I would like you, if you don't mind, to roll a con times five check. Oh boy, I'm looking right. at the, the, the polls running out. Five here. Uh, oh, 
Ooh, 59 under 65. Nice first roll. Okay. When you wake up in the morning, there is no signs of the hangover. There's no sign like you're not there's like you 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 did manage to get some sleep. Whatever substances you abide the night before haven't been lingered lingering to the morning. Uh, you can see that you probably came in fairly late because Chelsea probably forced that to a degree. Uh, and uh, when you woke up in the morning, she was still there sleeping uh, in this in, you know in the same room as you nearby anyway. Uh, and you, uh, you awake, it's Sunday morning, we'll say mid morning ish. So not super early, not super late, somewhere in the nine to 10 range. Uh, when you get up on Sunday, what's Maggie's plan for the day? Uh, well, um, Melissa just rolled willpower, um, and I'm back to full. So that was happy. Um, I haven't had to do that in a while. So rolled a six, only needed three willpower. Yay for that. Um, and then um, Maggie is probably going to do a brunch with Chelsea because I imagine um, it was supposed to be a weekend and so Chelsea might be heading out later in the day. So she's going to try to like wrap up the hanging out with her and then sort okay. of try to wrap that up. Fair enough. We'll say eventually she does wake up. You two pick out a brunch spot for Sunday and you head out again. No incidents. And then finally, we'll turn over towards Lisa. Lisa, you wake up. This is the day after you've taken Cody to the airport. Uh, so mm-hmm. you went back. You you, you and him t- had, a ho- had a motel for a night for yeah. just for the two of you. Uh, but then last night, you returned to Aunt Viv's. Uh, you and Aunt Viv and Jamie, you wake up on a Sunday morning, you hear there's all sorts of commotion in the, uh, in the kitchen. When you go out there, you can see a very, you know, a, a robed and not yet put her face on Aunt Viv, uh, who is uh, making breakfast very sloppily with your daughter. And then it's more Jamie, your daughter, making breakfast while Viv uh, has what looks like orange juice, but you don't necessarily know what, might be, what else might be in it. Yep. Uh, nearby and they're kind of having fun <laughs> so what um what is lisa's plan so lisa's plan is to kind of just um have like a late morning at the house depending on what time it is and she wants to head to i believe it's the new york public library uh if you want to head I, all the way into the city you certainly can uh yeah. I, I mentioned to you it's like a, I, I looked it up it's about an hour and a half from where you your where Aunt Viv is, um, but you could potentially get there. It is Sunday. I did check the hours. There are some hours on Sunday. Most of the nearby public libraries in the area are closed on Sundays, but there are Sunday hours for New York Public Library. So you certainly can. What excuse do you give out? Do you give to Aunt Viv when she's actually going to bring Jamie with her? Oh, okay. So it's. Just the two of them. Hey, I want to take Jamie to the library, but um, I think only the New York the public. library. You're going to go an hour and a half into the city just to take it to a, a library. Well, it's beautiful. Are you sure? Yeah. Uh, I mean, okay, I suppose if that's what you want to do. I, I guess I could. Oh, I could do with a little bit of rest. I've been, I've been you know, um... I love Jamie, don't get me wrong, but with you and your work stuff, uh, I've been... You've, 
yeah. take it and on I a little really bit more than I was prepared. Oh, no, I love to do it. I love it. Your family, your family. I love both of you so much. Uh, sure. Okay. Sure. Sure. Um, you can take my car if you want to drive, but I don't know if that's, eh, yeah, I think I'm just, yeah. So she, she's, she's yeah. just sort of like down to just hang out at home on Sunday and let you and Jamie kind of go into the city. Um, she probably doesn't ask too many questions. I would say like, like if you bring up the library, she gives you like a hundred other better places to go to, uh, to bring a child to, uh, on a Sunday in yeah. late summer, <laughs> New York. Uh, it is, the weather is not great. It's like a little sweltering, uh, mm -hmm. but she gives you plenty of other places you could potentially go and see, but yeah, that's fine. Well. Okay. All right. So with Luca and Declan and Maggie, you, and I mean, I, I think everyone basically has an easy first half of their Sunday and it isn't until kind of later, um, later in the day that you're probably going to do something. I'm going to start actually, we're going reverse order. We'll see. We'll start with Lisa. Um, oh dear. Uh, Lisa, are we going to say you're, you're kind of driving all the way in or are you going to, what do you want to do? Um, you can train in all the way in. I think she would train. Yeah. Okay. All right. At a certain point, um, Jamie's got her headphones on or whatever. She's either what, listening to music, playing a game, something like that. Yeah. Um, you, uh, you, you feel like a kick, uh, on your seat in the back. Just a little bump, a little bump. Uh, she'll like look over her shoulder. And when you look over, you can see that pointing, there is a, 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 a finger gun pointing in your face and it's an old kind of, uh, kind of wrinkly finger. And you see that there is a very familiar face on the other side. And you see Ronnie Lightside. And he goes, bang, you're dead. <laughs> Funny. She, uh, she listening? Uh, no, she can't. She never hears me when she's got her headphones on. Kid, you need to get your fucking head in the game. Do you yeah. think, do you think we pulled all these fucking strings to get you into the game for you to go around playing general fucking hospital with your boyfriend and with your aunt? Get your shit in the game. It's missing kids. Yeah, It's a I fucking know. unnatural building possibly. And what are you doing? And, and she just kind of shakes her head. I know, I know, I know. You know. When I put my, he, actually, he doesn't have a, uh, a New York accent. What am I doing? He's got like a southern accent. That's right. Yeah. When I, uh, when I put my, uh, my neck on the line for you, when I said, no, 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 she's got promise. I meant it. You disappoint me and you make me look bad. And there are people who are going to notice. You understand? Okay, I understand. And when they start kicking at the back of your chair, and when you turn around and face them, it ain't gonna be a finger gun that's pointing at you. Do you understand what I'm saying? 
Yeah. And she glances at Jamie just to make sure she's not listening still. Uh. Okay, yeah. I think I think we're close to, to closing. You're close to closing. You know his face I saw? I keep slipping into New York. It's cause I'm, it's cause we set this yeah. in New York. That's what it <laughs> yeah, is. Yeah, yeah. It's so hard for me to stick in it. Like, Maybe he's just a master of disguise. He he just Maybe blends that's what in. It is. Maybe that's what it is. Listen, kid. You know his face I saw. I can't do it. I just I can't slip into I can't do it. I can't stay in it. It's crazy. Um Okay. Okay. You know whose face I saw? On the news. Aggies. Yeah. Yeah. I saw, I saw Aggie's it. face. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I did. I hope I dealt with that. I I got disguises wigs at least you got wigs oh fuck yeah this. and you just kind of like, kid listen i like you you got a good heart you're tough you've been through a lot but i swear to god you need to get your shit together this isn't a pep talk that's not okay. what this is don't confuse yeah. it yeah. As you stop, and he kind of gets up at this point, and he starts walking. Uh, he kind of starts walking away, but then you see as he's g- getting up, he just sort of like drops something uh, onto the uh, onto like Jamie's, like where Jamie's sitting. Yeah. And it's just like a handful of like candies or something like that. And she kind of gets it, and she looks up around all of a sudden, kind of confused. And by the time the two of you look up and you try to find where Ronnie is. Mm-hmm. He just sort of blends into like two or three people who are already getting off, and he's just like, "Where did he go?" I think Lisa at that point would take the time to pull out her phone and send like a text to like the group, and be like, "We need to get our shit together." <laughs> okay. Stop fucking around. Stop bragging about your book. And and let's figure this out. So. At that Meanwhile, point, Maggie's like making mimosas. <laughs> Text goes through. <laughs> Luca and Declan, you just hear, we just sit with the camera pans over to where they're sleeping. We just hear, we see their phones just slightly move on their nightstands, but they're sleeping. Yeah. We pan over to Maggie. Phone come, like you're, 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 you've got a mimosa. You and Chelsea are drinking. You know, there's like a brunch scene going on. You all look all decked up for today. Maybe you don't even check the phone message just yet. And Lisa, you don't get any reply. I'm gonna say, Lisa, you don't get any replies back. <laughs> and and when she doesn't get a reply, she's like, "God, nobody takes me seriously." Throws <laughs> her phone back in her purse. <laughs> oh. Okay. But at that point, like you can kind of get up, you can make your connections, find your way downtown, no issues, and eventually you'll make it into the public library. Uh, a few times, I'm gonna say there, were, there, there's a, there's an odd feeling when you're walking down certain streets. Um, when you're walking and kind of cutting across here and there, you see like the same face sort of following you here and there. You see the same jacket here and there. You see, you see the same, you know, the same reflection in a window and you kind of turn and look and like every time you turn and look, they just kind of move in a different direction. And like, maybe you're just heads, heads, you know, your mind's kind of playing tricks on you. You look around and uh, you, again, you, you keep getting the feeling maybe you're being followed, but at the same time, you don't really have evidence for it. Every time you try to pick it up, they, 
whatever face it was or body that was that was that was following you kind of shifts in a different direction but eventually you and jamie are able to make it to the new york city library what do you task your daughter with while you try to do something productive um so from what i googled it's a huge library it's enormous yeah don't worry about the mechanics of like where to go and yeah, it's just like yeah. what are you tasking her with doing and I then what are you figuring out she would task her with finding something that Jamie's really interested in. So I'm thinking of myself at that age. So her favorite author um, to see if they have um, additional books elsewhere. Uh, I was a big Agatha Christie buff when I was like 10. Um, you read Agatha Christie books? Yeah. Like... Agatha Christie. Like, <laughs> yeah, like, like the murder the mystery. Like yeah. Murder on the Orient Express. and I didn't read Murder on the Orient Express, but I did read a lot of her other ones. I had a my librarian in elementary school. She would We read those together all the time. Like Your librarian in elementary school gave you Agatha Christie books. <laughs> yeah. Your librarian was... in elementary school made a colossal error. <laughs> those are <my> kids' books. <laughs> I'm a, I'm but a here we kid. are today, so you know. Does things do things make more sense now, Jeff? <laughs> I was a well, weird I mean, they're kid. not really culty, but like they're like they're all their murder mystery books. Um, okay. I was I was like I was like wondering like do you mean like Beverly Cleary? Like no, no. Okay. no. All right. <laughs> Uh, there's plenty of things. I mean, there's stuff for kids to do in here. Like you can test kids, but like, again, we don't have to get too granular with it, but like there's, there's other different like events and programs and things like that. Um, we don't have to really dig into it, but are you kind of, I guess, I guess like the question I have is like, are you keeping her with you or are you like assigning her to a group that's kind of going like to a stranger that's doing something within the new York, you know within the if library if there's like, like a cool event. interactive activity like she would assign her to that and then be like hey honey i'm gonna be over here reading these articles but um i have my phone on me and i'll come check on you in like an hour okay all right so you leave your daughter with a stranger in new york I trust librarians. I don't. Not after that story you just told. <laughs> she was right. such a cool lady. Okay. So I just made a note. And then uh, wait, then you're going to start researching. So, you just, so just tell me what you are trying to look into today. Like what are you trying to accomplish? Like what are you looking for while you're here? Um, so I know one of the big things that um, I wanted to look into was the Sudam. Um gentleman i'm trying to find it robert sidem sidem yes i i don't know how it's pronounced but i find it easier to say sidem so i'm saying sidem i like uh, that yeah so yeah um you wanted to you wanted to do some research into robert sidem who's who's okay so it's the s garrettson manson that is now yep. being turned into these condominiums and the s is sidem sidem garrettson okay and so you wanted to do some basic research on him that i think can be accomplished. There's plenty of kind of old periodicals, old newspapers on file, stuff like that. So that's something. Yeah, because that she she already knows that the S started to get dropped off around 1926, 1925 because of crimes. Um, that what happened? I'm sorry. Say that again. So, 
Uh, some detail about the name being dropped off was because it was connected oh, yeah, yeah. with certain crimes. So she knows the gotcha. S, the Sidem, mm-hmm. was dropped mm-hmm. off. So okay. like that, I think that's kind of what she would would zoom in on. And then she also, there was like an owner who was known for doing occult stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to find his name in my notes. I think that was Sidem because um, yeah. he was right for murdered. I was wondering yeah. if I had a first name for him, Robert. Oh, Robert got it. Okay. It's in the. It's in your. It's in your. Your basic. You have the basic file. Um, got okay. It. Okay. Yeah. I, I uh, Delta Green. I doesn't have like a library. You so just do like in times five. We'll say, and then while you're doing that, um, let's kick back over and say everybody starts waking up. Uh, middle of the day, lunchtime, noon, something like that, one o'clock. Declan, Luca, you're up. Maggie, you're probably still with Chelsea. What are Luca and Declan doing uh, for the second half of their Sunday? Uh, I would reach out to Luca, see if he has any ideas, since he is the government okay. official. You you get your phone, you go to dial in to Luca, you see there's a text from Lisa saying we got to get our shit together. Whatever that I means. respond WTF. <laughs> and obviously hers doesn't go off because she's in a library and she's turned it off, turned it silent. Uh, but Luca will say you receive a phone call or text. What, what, what does Declan do? Uh, I would give him a call. All right. Easier Luca, to talk in person. You see that you see whatever you've put Declan into your phone as pops up. That's well king. Okay. So there you go. What is the Declan? Luca, how are we going to solve this? What do we need to do to crack it? Solve it. Thinking back, don't you remember Ronnie? Give us that card. Oh, yeah, the card. You have that? Do I have that? It might be in my files here. I'll look up that vacuum number. Okay. Okay, yeah, so... You guys were given, when you were first given the actual uh, operation, you were given some instructions that I think you guys, up until recently, uh, (laughs) forgot about. So he basically said that what you need to do is if you uncover anything unnatural, you need to stop the incursion and you need to report it to Delta Green. And you were given a card with a, and there's a, a company card for a vacuum care, uh, which is a Newport, Connecticut business. And so there was a phone for there and there was a, a code that you were supposed to punch in. There was also instructions that if you if you got any sort of like um, any books or anything like that, like anything that might be of a cult nature to bring it uh, to a specific green box that you actually have uh, a address for that's in Jamaica, Queens. Uh, so I would say I don't care who necessarily has it, but for sake of ease, we can say that one of you has it. That's fine. But you do, in fact, have a phone number uh, and you do. It is for vacuum care. But it's for reporting our results. It is for agents are to stop the incursion, report it to Delta Green. That's what you've been told. All right. Uh, Luca, I've got this uh, piece of wood with the strange symbols on it. Why don't we uh, take it to the Dropbox? I'll meet you there. All right. Sounds good. I'll let the others know. Okay. Uh, Green Box 1191. It is in Jamaica, Queens at a place at a company uh, called We Store You. 
And so we'll say the two of you start heading over there. Uh, what about Maggie? What do you want to so do? Maggie will kind of wrap up, you know, hug, hug, kiss, kiss with, you know, Chelsea. And then she'll pull out her phone. Wait, um, you're not, you're not flying back with me? What are you, what? No, I had to change my flight. Why did, why did you change? You didn't tell me you changed your flight? I can still uh, change my flight. Do you want to stay longer? I have more hours. I got I got sick time. No, it's just it's just still work stuff. So like um work stuff. not gonna be any more. I talked to my dad and he said that there's nothing going on with work with you. What why are you lying to me, Maggie? You know, just I've it's it's work stuff. I don't run every single thing. Dad and I are different divisions. It's you, you took fine. the time off to hang out with me. And then now, for like half the time you don't even spend with me. So I know, I know, but we went out last night, we had brunch, we're good. You're gonna get on a plane and I'm gonna we, keep, uh, we came to New York, we went out one night together, and then we did one brunch together. And that's this that's everything that we did. All the I, other nights I, mean, I was out by myself. Well, not by and myself. And you, <laughs> I was going to say you weren't just, you know, hanging out in the hotel room, staring at the TV. But you were supposed to be me. with I mean, me. You had fun. You were supposed to be with me, but you weren't. You ditched me. I'm sorry. Do I need to uh, remind you of Girls Trip uh, 03? I uh, <laughs> don't think you want me throwing that back in your face, do you? Roll a persuasion no. test. <laughs> I he pulls out her laminate card, starts looking it up. <laughs> what year is it? What? Yeah. This is 2011. We're in 2011. Girl uh, stuff. Okay. Girl I'm, uh, I'm going to pull an audience for this one so that I've got at least a 50 50 on this. <laughs> I like how you're pulling out and says, just not to piss your friend off. That's great. All right. 16 under 40. Okay. You see her face kind of go a little white. You said you weren't going to bring that up ever again. Well, I mean, you're kind of being a little bit of pissy about this. You so, said you, know, you weren't ever going to bring it up ever again. And now you're bringing it up. Mm -hmm. You know what? You know what, Maggie? If you want to stay here, stay here. If you don't want to fly home with me, fine. Okay? You don't want to spend time with your best friend, with your only friend. Fine. Fine. And she gets up. Have a fun time in New York with your work stuff that is totally not work stuff. And then she kind of gets up in a huff. And even though you had a relatively nice morning, nice brunch, she is not in a particularly happy state as she leaves. And Maggie's just going to yell after, have a safe flight. <laughs> and she holds up a bird and she flicks <laughs> you off as she walks away. Sure. Okay. And then she's going to pull out her phone and see Lisa like two hours ago. Like, yeah, exactly. To get her shit together. And she's going to. And so Maggie's going to text back like coming to you. Where are you? Yeah. And, and Lisa will reply uh, and, and she'll to you explicitly. She'll tell you ran into Ronnie on the train. And <laughs> Maggie's understands what that means. And so she's going to text back like, crap, coming, coming. 
I'm assuming I am closer than an hour and a half away from the library. Yeah, I think we established you were in, you were closer to the city. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So I, I mean, Lisa's out Lisa. out in Long Island. Yeah. Okay. Um, all right. So we'll say that you're going to meet up with Lisa. The guys are going to go to this green box. Uh, let's kick then over to the library. And how did you do on your int times five roll there, Lisa? I did twenty three. Under. Under. Uh, I was just saying that so I can scroll and find what I want. Is uh, okay. 65 as my target. Okay, so you are just looking for like basic background on him. Is that is that kind of all? All right. All right, so if you're looking for details about him, uh, basically, I would say there's a lot of stuff that you already have from the file uh, that you were given, but then you can kind of co- corroborate here and there. But Robert Seidem is his name. Uh, he, uh, of Dutch origin, he basically came over to the, um, he came over to New York much younger in life. Um, and he married Corelia or or, or, excuse me, Cornelia, uh, Cornelia Gerritsen in 1925. And it was that same year that, that they passed. Um, I'll say that as you're kind of flipping through and, and, and looking through stuff, like you're you're basically having to dig into like really, really old, like microfiche records of like these scanned in society magazines, society newspapers and stuff like that. And and I would say you're probably struggling a little bit to find a whole lot of detail on him. But you do at a certain point come across and it takes a while, I'm going to say. It actually takes a lot of time, probably enough time before Maggie and Maggie eventually arrives. You find actually a blurry f- uh, photograph from a newspaper cover. Um, doesn't actually say what cover it is. Not it's nothing. You don't really recognize a lot of the details surrounding it, the other articles. But you do find a blurry photo of Robert Seidem and the. There's a little. Um, there's a little description of the photo. Brooklyn resident and eccentric recluse Robert Seidem announces engagement to Cornelia Gerritsen. And you see this very blurry photo. As you can tell, it, it was not scanned in particularly well. And you can see that it looks, you're not sure where he's at, but it's a very um, affluent room, like dining room area. There's other folks around of some kind. Um, and... You can see that he's in his he's probably an older man, like in his 60s or so. You would probably peg him and his fiance, uh, who is right next to him. Cornelia Garrettson is much younger. She looks to be like in her 20s. Um, and as you as you kind of start flipping through that, that that piece, you you learn a little bit about how he like at the time, like the write up of like the society pages found it to be like a, a quote, wholly bizarre union. Like it was like really bizarre that the two of them shacked up because apparently Sidem spent almost his entire life in a relative, um, uh, relative, like he's kind of an erudite basically. Um, and that he had no real interest in marriage and he was like a lifelong bachelor. And then suddenly at the age of 60 something, he decided he just came out and he wanted to get married and, the Cornelia Cornelia Garrison was like part of like a, a rich uh, a rich family, and the two of them kind of kind of made made their made their uh, acquaintance and and they got married. Now, the the write up that you're reading is basically just a um, 
the equivalent of like kind of a, a society rag, like the idea of like this is just the announcement of this and it, these are noteworthy people. Uh, it doesn't really have any particularly um, particularly fancy clues to it. How, how good did you do again? You rolled like a 20 something under? 23 under a, a 65. Okay. I'll say it around, it's around at this point that Maggie, you'll probably arrive. Uh, you'll find, you'll track down Lisa, uh, who's, who's hard at work. And, and I'll say like, just because I wanted to, I don't want to like have, I want to, I want everyone to be together to a degree. Uh, so we'll say you're able to kind of come, come involved and get involved in this. The two of you can also notice that he, there's a lot of conflicting news stories that you start seeing popping up. What you do notice is that none of the more acclaimed news reporting agencies at the time have any details at all, uh, likely because the it was like kind of scrubbed away. But you do see that there is a lot of the equivalent of like a National Enquirer kind of rag uh, that say that he was, that there's various news stories. Some say that he was the victim of dark arts. Some say that he was a, a founding member of a cult. Others say that, that his and his wife's death were related to some sort of strange kind of dark cult or whatever. And because like she was found or they were both killed like on their wedding night and she was found in this like horrible, horrible state. Uh, and then there were all sorts of these, these grandiose claims about him being tied to these gruesome crimes in the twenties, uh, that involved many deaths and some of those being children, uh, on his property. And again, you can't really, find any specific reputable news organization, news, news site, news reference, nothing, nothing that seems to be chronicled in any kind of other, other sorts of, um, sorts of sources. All of it's kind of salacious. Okay. Uh, I'll say Maggie, you, if you arrive, you can go ahead and roll an int times five as well. Um, I did have a question about that. So was she a similar age to him? No, she was in her 20s. Yeah, she, she was, was much 20s. younger. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. She's got Sorry. kind of like um, a flapper girl kind of look to her when you see her what in did you say that engagement photo. It's rolling in times five. And let me know how you do. Uh, that is a 55 under 85. A crit. Okay. Okay. The two of you, uh, I would say, are probably going to be able to work until the closing time. And, the, and this, this doesn't, the New York Public Library has like hours to like mid-afternoon on Sunday. So you're not going late into the day. But I'll say, I'll give you one more big chunk that you get. And that is, at some point, you find not just, like you, you found photos, Lisa, already of like an engagement announcement in a, in a society mag. Maggie, you actually find at one point blurry photos of the wedding ceremony. And again, they're old photos, they're sepia, they're faded, they don't, they're not extraordinarily clear. And at first glance, when you're kind of passing by, you, you look at it, like you see the two of them again, you see a handful of other folks around here and there, it just looks like any old kind of Catholic ceremony like that you would expect to find in like kind of New York City. But then, Maggie, just as you're about to kind of kind of push it off to the side, not noticing anything, you catch something out of the, kind of the corner of your eye. And you look in the back of the you look in the back of the photo, not at the people, but something hanging on the wall. 
And you thought at first it was just sort of like a, like a, a crucifix, Jesus. But you realize it's not. When you look a little bit more closely, you realize it's a painting. And it's a painting not of, it doesn't look like kind of, you know, Jesus reaching down. Instead, you realize that it actually is a, a, a woman in the, in the, in the, in the painting and, and not like a very common depiction of like Mary or anything like that. It's a very dark haired woman. You can tell it's almost, almost looks like smudges to a degree, but she's sort of regal and divine and how she's kind of standing upwards. And it's all very grainy, but you can tell that like she's in the foreground of this painting. And even though you don't have the plate on you, both of you have seen it. Both of you might even have, I think photos of it on your, on your phones you can almost see like just the, the quality of the image is surprisingly good in the, in the background. These geometric curves, not unlike what was on the, the, that plate that you have that appear in the background, almost like clouds or mountains, like in the background of that image. And that is what you see. And so Maggie kind of looking at that is just sort of elbowing Lisa, you know, kind of the quiet in the library, <laughs> but just kind oh, of print, print that out. We need to add that to the file. That's, that's not how this is going to work. However, that works. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> like I've ever used one of those things. <laughs> you, can't, you can't print some. But yeah, okay. Um, but that's what you see. Uh, and I'll say at this point, it's around this time where you see there is a very lovely librarian, a, a, a young librarian man, uh, probably in his early to mid twenties who is walking with Jamie and they're like kind of laughing and talking. You can kind of hear the sort of like the voice that a older person kind of does for a younger person. That's a little bit brighter, mm -hmm. a little bit louder. And they're like, they're, she's like getting very excited telling him about all the books that she was reading. And like, he was, he's like recommending different, you know, different books as well. And like leads Jamie up to you, Lisa. And like she comes running at you and she's got like this whole stack of books and she's just like, mom, can we check this one out? Can we check this one? I want to show this one to Viv. I want to show this one to Viv. And then I read this one and then this one. And then, and she's just kind of going through them all. And he's like, hi. Oh, wow. hey. Hi, yeah. thank you so much. How was the activity? Oh, it's so much fun, mom. It was so much fun. This is so much better than our library back home. Oh my God. It doesn't, first of all, it doesn't smell really bad. And second of all, they have so many books here. It's amazing. This place is huge. Isn't it? It's so good. And she's like, like crazy excited, like probably... Like, I would say, she, I would say like to, to a certain degree, Jamie has probably been a little bit, it's been an interesting bounce back since the events in Hypoloxo, but you can definitely see like, she's very, very effervescent and exciting yeah. to kind of get into this. Um, and I'll leave it at that. And then you can kind of think about how you want to deal with her and Maggie and yep. what the two <laughs> of you want to do next. So I'll give you some time to think about that and we'll kick over to the guys. Luca and Declan, you guys are going over to Jamaica, Queens. You all, you two meet, no problem. You have a, a punch code. Uh, it can, so this, this is a 24 hour place. So you can come into it any 24 hours a day, as long as you have your punch code, which I think you should have. Yeah, you do have, um, you can see that there is, hang on, I gotta roll something. Uh, you can see that there is a gate, a security guard at the gate to enter into this place. And guy maybe in his 30s or so, you can see he's just sort of leaning back. He's kind of in his in a, in a chair. He's got what looks like just newspaper up, just kind of flip through. Uh, looks like he's got the Sunday New York Times up. Maybe he's doing the crossword puzzle. Uh, and he sees the two of you go up. Do you guys say anything or you just kind of, kind of punch and go? 
act like we belong. Okay. Guess punch and go. He just at one point just kind of looks and he just kind of gives you like a little nod watches to make sure you guys, when you punch the codes in, the gate opens up, you kind of go through and that's that. Um, you guys are carrying, are you, you guys are carrying the gate or the, the wood the plate. door thing. Yeah. Yeah. The, yeah. It's a plate is, is how, that's how I'm describing it. Um, so you're carrying that with you and anything else? How big uh, is this I don't thing? think we, not very, you guys can carry foot and it. Half by easily. a foot and a half. Hmm. It's not very big at all. Like you can, um, I'm imagining like the size of fuse box door. I might have the exact dimensions. Uh, let's see. It's 90, it's three feet by f- basically four and a quarter feet. Oh, shit, that's oh. huge. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Luca, you carry it. It's 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 wood. It's not, like, extremely light, but either of you can carry it. It's not, like, super heavy, but, like, uh, it's pretty much wood. There were some metal hinges that were on it that were kind of connecting into the wainscoting. And so like on one side of it, it has that sort of mirrored look. So it looks just like the wainscoting and you could kind of pull it off. Um, the inside is black and that's where you have those strange geometric shapes that are kind of carved into it here and there. Uh, and there were some brass hinges, but you, you, you the way you detached it, you might've not even had the brass hinges. Uh, Okay, so so he doesn't really pay attention, doesn't seem to be interested. He just kind of goes back to his thing. And the two of you uh, look around. You look for 1191, and you do find it. Uh, it is... Okay. So the property that you're in is got a fence. It's about five meters high, I think. Uh and you've got about a, it's about a football field in terms of its size. And there's about 40 different storage units. And it doesn't really take you long to find the unit. It's pretty, pretty simple, pretty easy. You just track it down based upon number. There is like the padlock door on various places. Uh, and you're able to open up 1191. You have the access stuff. You have the punch. There's no issues. When you open it up, it is... Um, It's about each storage unit, like it's about five meters, five square meters or so. Uh, and you can see it's all, you know, cemented here and there. But you can see that it, there's this heavy clutter uh, on the inside. And I would say both of you were there when you went to the Hypoluxo one, right? When you guys went to the Hypoluxo thing. Right. It's giving you yeah. sim- similar. There vibes. was a third person there, but I forgot her name. The guy? Didn't there was guy a third the, person there. There's an NPC who went with you guys. Maybe that's who it was. Uh, so inside, there is just tons of items. You look around, it's just like it just looks like it's a little mismatched. It just looks like a hoarder's uh, a hoarder's garage. You can see a pool table. Uh, you can see a broken or smashed jukebox. You can see this large pile of antiquated ski equipment. You can see a wooden pallet uh, that's covered with a tarp. Uh, and there's, you can tell that there's tons of stuff underneath it. You can even see a few things kind of peeking out underneath. Uh, I left the corner like. of the tarp. Okay. You see a small stone dies. Uh, that seems to be fairly elaborate in design. Um, and it's inside of a orange Home Depot bucket. Uh, you can see that in addition to that, there's 
evidence at the base that makes it look like it was clearly removed in a forceful kind of jackhammered way. Like you can see this jagged nature uh, and spray painted on the stone and red paint is do not touch. Uh, you can see that on top of this dais, there is a small uh, teak wood lidded box that's sitting on top of it. Um, you can see that around, I would say, Luca, maybe you noticed that there are about 14 AK-47s uh, that seem to be packed in crates with Chinese characters on the sides. Uh, you Maybe one of them is slightly, one of the crates is slightly open and you can see the rows of, of the guns on the inside. Uh, you guys can see that there is a plastic medical chest brace. Uh, there appears to be a shrink wrap bag of some, um, of some heft. And on the outside of it, it says property of the United States Department of State. And it is covered in yellow dust. Uh, and looks to also be some, some, a couple tone, a couple books here and there, magazine, stuff like that as well. Uh, yellow dust it's yellow grating dust i take a little finger of the dust seems a little odd the yellow this is quite the evidence locker I'm not sure we should touch hey, any of it what do you so, think would happen if we touched that that thing in the bucket there by the way when you do your little streak of dust you can see on the on the underside, as you now clear away a little streak of it, that inside of the bag, which is very was just translucent on the outside, uh, you can see that there's money on the inside, like cash. I've already got money. I'm not worried about that. I want the cool you stuff. You ain't that rich. <laughs> <laughs> okay. New York Times bestseller. Again, <laughs> I've met New York Times bestsellers. They don't. <laughs> okay anyhow luca what do you think would happen if uh we touched that thing in the bucket there oh the thing that says do not touch i mean maybe it's like reverse psychology i'm not getting myself into that i'm looking around are there cameras inside this unit uh what's your alertness uh it is low 26 uh, you don't see anything like that, no. It doesn't there look were, like... There were cameras on any... the site, but nothing here. Nothing inside. Nothing recording to know if we touch it or not. I'm not a snitch. Do it, please. Let's keep looking around. We'll find a good spot for this. I'll think on it. Uh, I mean, that's what... That's basically all that you kind of see in terms of the interesting things. Like there's other, you know, various boxes of, of this or that. Some of them empty. Some of them like milk grates that are that haven't been being, haven't been used recently. And a lot of other things just looks like stacks of books or stacks of uh, stacks of magazines here and there. You see what looks like about 200 different copies of National Geographic uh, neatly stacked and another 100 copies of Reader's Digest. Uh, I would say also right next to it kind of hidden and slid between them you notice that there is a a leather bound tome that's kind of hidden behind the stacks of these mundane magazines i'll pull that up okay um what languages does declan speak 
uh not many useful ones uh where would i have listed it in skills very, very uh, so the only foreign language i know is old english okay because that's what i specialized in for my history okay so when you take it out you realize it's very fragile uh and when you open it up you realize that it is a handwritten copy uh, of a book titled De Vermis Mysteries. And it is all in Latin. And it's very old. And the pages are very, very fragile. Uh, I don't know what this says, but it looks like that it's mysteries. That look like mysteries to you? I don't read Latin. But it's like the root language, you know, like... It, what kind of mysteries are in there? If you would like to roll a um, an int test, I'll say you can roll an int test. If you don't have, if you don't specifically speak Latin, if you want to roll just an int test, that's fine. See if you can maybe translate it, or maybe you've heard. Is that human? No, human or just like intelligence? Oh, okay, just intelligence. Just intense intelligence. Okay. Oh, I'm pretty good at that. You need yeah. an eighty. I hear you're almost as good as Maggie. I got a 21. <laughs> okay. Uh, you know, I mean, you you don't speak int, uh, or excuse me, you don't speak Latin, uh, but you are able to piece together that this translates roughly as mysteries of the worm. I wonder, you think if I took this back to the hotel for the night, brought it back tomorrow morning, anyone, no one would notice, right? This is, uh, I don't know what's in here, but I'm not dealing with it. Declan. I mean, it's in, it's in a stack of National Geographic, so they're obviously not worried about it. He didn't say we couldn't take anything. That's true, he didn't. I want to look at the thing in the bucket a little closer. He too. did actually explicitly <laughs> tell I was like, guys, not to take anything. I don't, I don't yeah, remember. I literally told you guys not not just not touch anything, <laughs> not just not take anything, not touch anything. Um, I actually remembered that, but I wanted to go with Luca. I just wanted. <laughs> I remember to the first time. I don't remember the second time. All right, so so Declan, there's one other thing I would say you would notice. By the way, on the back cover of the book, there is a handwritten note that reads nine nine two zero dot. Two two nine nine eight nine two one two dot three three three. This is it, and that's in English. I will copy that onto my notepad uh, that I keep with me. We've already established and I do my moleskin. If you would like to roll an occult, or do we have an occult? I think it's. I think there's a cult. Right, see, I'm getting my call at Cthulhu stuff confusing. I've got fifty three in occult. Go ahead and roll an occult test. I want to take an audience die too. Uh, so that gives me plus 10, right? This mm -hmm. is merely to get some vague, a vague reference. I know, that you but I want to know. It. Yeah. Uh, I needed a 53. I rolled a 57. So it's good that I took the audience die. Okay. This is a book that is apparently about alchemy and witchcraft. And I would in like uh, like Egyptian or Arabic sorcery. Um, you probably don't know much more than that. Um, you know that 
there's it might have been written by somebody by the name of Ludwig Prin. Uh, that name sounds familiar, and you maybe maybe that's what it is from your memory. Uh, but that is what you think is think this is. It is a a book that has to deal with witchcraft and necromancy, uh, Egyptian and Arabic sorcery, demons, that sort of thing. Uh, it's very, is it very old. illuminated? Like, are there images in it? I don't believe it is illuminated. It doesn't say so. So no, I think it's actually okay. yeah it's written in mine. I'm writing down the whole note on the back. I'm writing down the okay. title and I'm writing down the author and I will leave it for now. Uh, okay. But I do want to look at the thing in the bucket a little closer. All right. Uh, when you go ahead and you're, and you're putting the book back where you found it. Yeah. When you put, when you put the book back, you do notice as you put it back that there are very clear fingerprint smudges on the side of the book and all around it where you were handling it. I smear them so you can't get a real fingerprint. It just looks like uh, someone touched it now. Roll a luck test. (laughs) All right. That's just 50, right? It's just 50-50. 19. Okay. You do not uh, permanently damage this thing as you smear it around. Okay. Uh, So you wanted to look more at this this dice. Uh, Okay. Um, Luca, what, what have you been doing before we n- indulged Stephen more? Interested in the AKs. Okay. Uh, sure. Yeah. If you want to go over you, um, there are a couple crates of these. You see one of them has sort of been cracked open, but the others are, are intact. Uh, you can see that they are all Chinese made. You, you probably are able to piece that together. Uh, all of them have... Like there are Chinese characters uh, on the on the boxes themselves. And when you open them up, you notice that there are four cases inside the boxes of Soviet ammunition. It all seems pretty real. It all seems real. Yeah. What was that other thing you said that was owned by the states? There is a shrink wrap bag that was covered in yellow dust that after Declan dragged a finger across it not only can you see property of the united states department of state you can see that inside is some cash lots of it mm, cash hmm. are you the type of agent that skims off the top mm, property of state i work for it so <laughs> technically ours this is technically <laughs> mine <laughs> uh there's a whole thing with like um like illicit cash gains is like a whole home scene thing that you could do to get like a, a stash of illegal money to start using stuff no one like none of us never do that kind of stuff but i always kind of wish somebody did because it's kind of fun all right anything else you wanted to look at the other things in here of note uh luca were a pla- there was a plastic medical chest brace um that when I'll say if you if you look at that, which is near that shrink wrap bag, you notice something really, really strange about it, Luca. And it's a it's a medical chest brace. OK, but as you walk around from the backside to the front, you notice that there is a Glock 19 that has been installed and it is pointing inward towards the chest. Uh, you can see that there is a pneumatic push button that seems to attach like an attachment uh, that's kind of rigged that you think is meant to sort of trigger the 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 gun itself 
And inside the brace, you can notice that there is this very long, dried blood stain on the inside. Oh, wow. It's quite the device. I'm going to leave this stuff here, Declan, but I think I'm done looking. What is that? Your best guess is as good as mine. All right, help me move this bucket real quick. Okay, you move the bucket a little bit. Um, it's the the stone. It's it's not like heavy to move. Uh, the two of you can easily do it. Uh, you can see that there's a fairly elaborate design to this thing. There's nothing about the dais itself that looks. It might. It, it very well could just be like a, you know. Like the equivalent of a bird bath, but instead of it having a a bowl at the top, it's more of a flat stone surface. Um, it's the there's a there's a spray painted in that stone is like is the do not touch, and then you can see that as you're moving it on top of the dais, there is a, a teak wood lidded box that is sitting atop it. So it says not to touch the stone, right? What do you think's in the box? Keep asking me what I think, Declan, and I think you shouldn't be playing with these. How much money do you think's in that bag? Thousands. Should we count it just to know? Why don't you go count it? <laughs> I'll be out here. Let me know when you're done. I'm opening the box. You're opening the box? The uh the teak wood lidded box? Okay. You um you open it up. You look inside and you can see there is just sort of like a like a like a moth wing on the inside. Not a full moth, just a moth wing. What the hell? It's just a moth wing. Luca, did you hear me? It's just a, a moth wing. It, it's an old storage container bugs probably flew in there <laughs> there's nothing left it's just the wing there's nothing else i appreciate steven actually raising his voice to talk to luca who clearly is outside ignoring him <laughs> all right uh, i'll shake the wing around a little bit uh, i guess okay. i'll put it back do you put it so do you put the wing back in the box, the box back on the dais, or do you take any of it with you? I don't think I took the wing out of the box. Okay, fair enough. Chat wants to know if you touched the wing because you opened the box and saw the wing. Did you touch the wing? I'm not going to touch a dead bug. That's gross. Okay. I, I do feel disappointed by that. I want to go back and take the book. Okay, so you go back and you take the book. That's no problem. Uh, put it in your inventory. I'd like to like cover it a little bit awkwardly. So Luca can't actually see since he's out of the room. How how badly do you not want him to see? Mildly. I, I would Go prefer ahead. if he didn't know, roll. but he already knows I was touching. Go ahead and yeah. roll stealth. And then Luca, what's your alertness? It's 70. Okay. So Declan, <laughs> you're rolling against yeah. a 70. I, I need to be under 70? Just just roll. Let me know what you get. <laughs> Uh, I failed my stealth. 23 over 14. 
Okay. <laughs> so Luca wasn't actively looking for anything. Like I'm going to say that Luke, but Luca, you do just instinctively, you are a DEA agent. You do like you, you see Declan's carrying something. You don't know what it is, but you can see he's carrying. He's, he's, he, you're, you're pretty sure he took something and he's kind of trying to pass it off. Like he didn't take anything. <laughs> it's quite obvious. Declan, come on. Plausible deniability. <laughs> I said I wouldn't tell anybody. Let's go. You go to, uh, so you go, Declan, you reach up, you kind of pull the, the door down. As you do, you watch and you just hear a little vibration and he watches that, that teak wood box that's sitting on top of the dais just sort of just moves a little bit like it's a phone vibrating on your nightstand. You see that? Did you see that? See you taking something? Yeah, I saw. No, the the box, it moved. I, I did Let's see go that, back. yeah. Let's go back. Lift the door back up. <laughs> Can't be serious. I'll lift it up real What's quick. What's another minute going to... I want to look at the box again. I'll open it up. You open it up. It's the same thing that you saw when you, when you put it in there. God damn it. I'll pick up the wing. Jeff, just so you're aware, you have oh, five complications. Okay. <laughs> I, I am limited. There is, I can't just do anything I want. Like, I, I use complications <laughs> in a way that are consistent with what I'm doing. I just make things worse than, I just make things harder. It's not going to be worse. a goblin ambush? Yeah, I'm not just going to suddenly have, like, <laughs> dudes with shotguns and gas masks just pop out of nowhere. Uh, uh, oh, no, oh, not again. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but don't worry. <laughs> they have been logged, and they are, plans are in motion. Uh, Steven, uh, you open it up. There is a, it's the same thing you saw before. There's the wing inside. You take the wing. Uh, yeah, I'll put it in a pocket. Okay. Take the small moth wing, carefully put it in your pocket. Assuming maybe you yeah, wrap, like it, wrap it, in it in a handkerchief or something. Yeah, exactly. We're on the same page. You go to leave. You go to pull the, the gate down. And you just, you see as the, that, that box just again just shakes. David, put the gate back up. <laughs> <laughs> what else do you want? <laughs> just one second. I'm frustrated now. Uh, I take the handkerchief with the moth wing, I throw it in the box, and I put the box in my coat, and I walk out. Okay. You close the uh, you close the gate, and this time, nothing happens. Damn right. <laughs> Dude, we're so fucked. Are you kidding me? Right? Other chat was pointing out how in Impossible Landscapes there were golden beetles that we were eating because that's how desperate we are. And <laughs> No, we it. decided to eat them after Long was like, hell yeah, this is it's fine. <laughs> okay. You guys go to leave. It's still light out late afternoon. Uh, Closing in on uneven time, but you still got some hours left. You think about what you guys would do next. I'm going to come back to Maggie and Lisa, who are uh, closing down. Libraries closing down. You've got Jamie back with you. You've got Maggie with you. So a couple questions I'll ask. What do you tell? What do you tell her about the fact that you've got this this friend with you or this person with you? And then what do you what are you two doing? You did learn a few things here and there. So what do you guys do after this? Um, I think. 
how Lisa would introduce um, Aggie to her daughter is, so, Jimmy, this is uh, Aggie, Miss Aggie. I met her here. She works at the FEMA office in Brooklyn. Hi, Jimmy. Hi. Um, I'm pretty hungry. Are you hungry? Do you mind if Aggie comes with us to get lunch? Okay. Okay. It's also uh, like and then five. So. Yeah, or dinner. So yeah. So then, uh, Lisa and will like look to Aggie like, okay, where are we eating? Like, <laughs> we don't need the stress. And, yeah, you guys go. Yeah, that's fine. Okay. And then, so. what we'll kind of do is when we go out there to eat, um, we'll kind of review whatever notes we took each other, figure out like what do we need to report. Um, Lisa specifically took note of what. You said it was a microfiche that we saw the picture on? Yeah, we'll say that because it's like or, old newspapers that have been mm -hmm. like sort of scanned into the system. Yeah, so she'll kind of like make note of where we found that to see if that's something that Delta Green can remove if they need to. Okay. Um, to report to because it did have the symbols on it. Mm -hmm. Good. Um, You're catching on quick there. And she'll just uh call you mama while you're hanging out with jamie because she's not quite sure like what you're uh the like, first time you call her is. that she's so like she's <laughs> uh you can call me lisa outside of work that's that's fine <laughs> okay that you know Aggie's freaking she's weird. being called aggie so <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> just called a random other friend mama <laughs> <laughs> okay so the two of you with jamie you go get your you go get an early dinner not a problem at all i can find a place for that um you share your notes i'm gonna assume everything that you found you shared with each other not an issue mm -hmm. at all the guys you have left your place you have left your your that so let's just say we're moving into like evening time sun still kind of lingering on the on the horizon uh what's next for all four of you. Luca, what do you say we live up to your name? Start an inferno. Want to burn the building? The only way to be sure. I think we just let Delta Green deal with it, no? That's what Ronnie told us. We are Delta Green. Order, by the way, none we don't of know you it's know called the term Delta Green. It is not a phrase that is used. Just we are the ones. Like the the program or something like that or okay. um, your various other vagueness. We just let the organization deal with it. We are the organization. We are the ones dealing with it. We're dealing with it. It's like if firemen showed up to a fire and said that the firemen deal with it. It makes sense. As an agent myself, of course I want to figure out and deal with the problem, but I mean, if you found a giant pile of cocaine, would you say uh, that the DEA handle it? No, of course not. So let's handle it. Let's meet the others. We'll, we'll take a vote. That sounds better. <laughs> I don't want to deal with you okay. alone anymore. <laughs> so, Lisa, Maggie, you're you're getting contact, whatever. So, so what? What? So, we can talk outside of scene. What's next? You guys tell me. 
Okay. We're at that stage in the investigation. Like, you got a kid to deal with. But other than that, you guys all have a little bit of weird information here and there. It's, it's late afternoon, early evening on a Sunday. What's next? So we've caused enough, like a significant ruckus at the building, right? Yes. Yeah, so You've caused a ruckus. I don't know. So, so there was, so just to go through the list, a man got hit by a car, broke yep. his leg. Yep. Woman was seen running away. Yep. Um, another man who works there was assaulted by Maggie uh, and threatened uh, and then ran away. Has seen the faces of Maggie, Luca, and Declan. Uh, at the site, um, Declan did actually vandalize room 35, unit 35, and vandalize the front entrance into the building as well. Uh, I Make think it looked like someone else did it. Yeah, okay, buddy. <laughs> the door was open when I was those there. Are, those are all of the things that you guys, uh, that you guys did. Yep. Yeah. So uh, after we drop off, um, Jamie, uh, Lisa's first thing she wants to troll is, uh, like the wanted posters is, is Maggie's face still circulating? Is now there anything out for Declan and Luca? Uh, no, there's nothing actually out for Declan and Luca. And I don't want to overstate what went down with Maggie. It was like a no, uh, like a local news quick broadcast. Oh, just like we're looking for this. It person. wasn't like all points bulletin for oh, a yeah, woman. Yeah, yeah, like no. it wasn't anything <laughs> like that. It was just like, oh, you know, one night on the local news tomorrow night like, they moved on to the next thing. So, yeah, you know, the the Red Hook neighborhood of Brooklyn <laughs> saw something strange happening tonight, and that's basically was a report. And like there was, you know, a, like pictures of her and then the sketch and stuff like that. So like right before the yeah. segment about the local bakery doing a cookie fundraiser. yeah Yeah. so i think in terms of like information that we've gotten that we haven't like followed up with more so there's the xenov construction is the actual current owner of the building that i don't think we've done kind of research into them so like they have multiple properties in new york and massachusetts they are the actual owners of the building so that's a something that we haven't you know could and look into a little bit more um this could be um, not at all useless, um, but Maggie's been curious to po- possibly, if we do go to like City Hall, to try to get some records on the construction, like sale of the building, the construction company, also trying to gather information, which I think would still also be like city records, something with a um, map of like sewer lines and some of those kinds of things, since we keep kind of getting these kind of pop-up pipe things that connects to that so both of those two things seem to be a monday through friday city hall city planning records stuff so monday doesn't work for me i've got an interview that's fine i didn't need you there (laughs) maggie didn't necessarily miss declan today while they were not hanging out after yesterday evening i did want to look up the sewer lines i think that's a good idea I was going to say if it's possible, and I don't know, Luca, maybe your, I don't know if your badge would get you anywhere, but I was going to try to see if Maggie, because with her work, she's contracted out to different entities over time. So might say that she's sort of got like an old badge for something, you know, like a, not law enforcement badge, but like a work badge of some kind that she might try to flash to 
see the records. Yeah, it can work if you need stuff. Yeah. Did anyone else plan to go back to the building? Uh, that wasn't I one mean, of the decisions. I have a plan for when we go back to the building. Do we want to vote on that now? I mean, it, it's Sunday. We've been on this for a long weekend. Do we even want to push it another day? We can call it case closed tonight. I... It... Did you not hear, Lisa and I were just talking, that we think there's, like, possibly sewers and other things connected? Like, the I'm gonna building assume, by the itself. Way, you invited them to the restaurant where you guys are having your dinner, and that's where this is happening. Oh, sorry. So, just <laughs> so we all know. Yes. I mean, you can do that research afterwards. And then if there's something else, we'll, we'll pursue it then. But at least we'll have this taken care of and we'll know that. Uh, isn't there another moon cycle happening soon? Uh, so if you're it's looking. It's already been moon cycles since the last kid went missing because it was March, April, and May. In June and July, we don't have any reports of kids going missing. Uh, so you would be able to very easily. Uh, with phones and stuff. It is the last quarter moon today. Uh, it's going to be waning crescents for most of the week. And then next weekend, a week from today, is going to be a new moon next Sunday. I say we just give back you a call right now. Say so we know the place. I'm sorry, Luca. What'd you say? We call vacuum. On the card. He's saying that we report that the case is covered. That is that is closed. Oh, right. We got the card. From... Well, I mean, we don't necessarily like we're just reporting that we found activity there. Exactly. Like we that we've undis- confirmed. Because that's uncovered really... unnatural. And to stop the incursion, isn't this what we're doing? Our job is Have not we stopped anything to solve the kid murders just Wait, to, to see if they're connected. When, when he said to stop the incursion, do you mean stop investigating the incursion or like stop the incursion? Stop. Like, so stop the so an incursion is when the unnatural effectively is creeping out into the world and becoming more and more obvious. Okay. So it's affecting the world. And so when you discover that something unnatural is happening, so like a haunted house or whatever, or, um, you know, or a, a monster rampaging in a, in a suburb, Stopping the incursion is stopping the unnatural from influencing the world, right? Okay. And then keeping it secret so that the public doesn't know about it. That's De- that's Delta Green's like modus operandi: stop the unnatural mm-hmm. and keep it hidden. Keep okay, that, that makes it more clear because I was on the assumption we just stop what we're doing. No, like, no. stop it. <laughs> no, I mean like you're not we're, you're you yeah. are not tasked with like finding what happened to the kids necessarily like your task was trying to to assess whether or not something unnatural was happening whether or not the garrison building which showed up in a 1961 uh delta green case file called operation blister you're on operation blister too there's no it's all it's completely redacted you have no idea what happened and you're trying to decide whether or not this is a hot spot of unnatural activity and whether the three kids that went missing and they went missing with some strange circumstances whether they were related and figuring out how to stop whatever unnatural bits 
are causing it. So that's that's your job. You guys have not completed your task. No. Okay, that makes me more partial to setting the Ruben Blaze then. That's two. One of you so, needs to agree when we got the majority. Since since that's what Luca and, and Declan have said, Maggie and Lisa, I was a g- give me an int times five roll. All right, rolling under 85. Oh, damn. Did you 49 fail? 49 and I need 97. Okay. 65. So. Obviously, Maggie, do whatever you want in terms of agreeing or disagreeing. But Lisa, if I would say for you, it might dawn on you. Like you think and you apply this however you want. But at some point, like and like the idea is to stop the unnatural. There were three disappearances of children, all strange, all not at the Garretson mansion. You've yet to discover whether or not there's any actual connection to it. And although some strange shit has actually gone down at the Garretson mansion, there's nothing... Like and, and burning it down might halt that. You're, there's still a lot that is is unclear about the relationship, mm-hmm. whether or not there is a relationship. Because one of the things was, is there a connection between the two? And you probably haven't deduced that yet. So that's whether or not Lisa cares. That's a total. That's up to you to decide. But I would say that's something to think about. I think with Ronnie, uh, with like her instance that she had with Ronnie, Lisa is more invested now than she was before. She was really distracted, so she's going to more push for this. And um, we haven't figured out officially if there is a connection yet between the disappearances and in this building. Sure, there's two separate instances of weird things happening, but we don't know for sure if they're related. And there's no saying that if we stop this one thing, that weird stuff isn't going to pop up elsewhere and continue to happen. Like, I get you have stuff that you want to do, but just an easy fix, that's not going to solve this. No, that's fair. That's a good point. We still have research to do. All right. Um, Let's do more research then. We may also want to get a better sense of who actually owned the building in 1961. Because... You know, which kind of gesture to kind of the files didn't you, tell you us. You have exactly all that info. That's 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 all in the. It's been a while, but like in your initial perusal, uh, mm-hmm. you do actually have a full accounting of changing of ownership and all that kind of stuff. Um, so you actually do have all that info. Okay. I'm trying to get it for you again because uh, I have. Yeah, because there was. Because so, it was 1926 when Garrison inherited the mansion, then it was sold to an yeah. educational company, it and sold, it was condemned in 74. It was sold, okay, so it was built. It was built. Okay, so this is what you know. Uh, you know that it is a federal style house uh, located 124 Buckingham Road in Flatbush, Brooklyn. It was once called the Sidem House, then it became the Sidem Garrison House. Now, and then it was S. Garrison at a certain point. Uh, you know that. There was um, original construction was in the 1840s uh, that was broken by the Sidem family. Um, you know that, let's see, in it was inherited. It was inherited by Gunther Garretson in 1926. 
who was the father of um, Cornelia Gerritsen, who is the deceased wife of Robert Seidem that you saw in the picture, in the, in the photographs in the library. Uh, you know that Garrison then, Garrison's son then sold it to the Devant family in 1945. They sold it in 1951 to the Etter Education Company for use as a remedial school. And then in 1974, it was condemned and gifted to the city and used as a halfway house for the mentally ill. Xenov Construction brought it in 2002 uh, and have been sitting on it for a while. And they started about two years ago construction on converting it to uh, these condominiums, the DCL condominiums. And now we're up to speed. All of that was in the starting file, the debrief. So when the incidents happened in 1961, it was currently functioning as a remedial school. And you have absolutely no information whatsoever about Operation Blister other than the name S. Garrison Mansion came up. That's all you have. Lightside didn't have anything. Your your case file didn't have anything. No information. Nothing whatsoever. Okay. Just throwing this out there. Operation Blister. How do you get a blister? You burn yourself. That's one. That's one way. There's lots of lots of other ways. Anyways, uh, as I, <laughs> you can you can always burn the building, but you can't unburn the building. So, research city hall Monday. Yes, I'll be there with you. Okay. Okay. So, does everyone retreat to their various domiciles, or does anyone have any plans for the evening? Declan wants to get back to the hotel as soon as possible. Okay. Is it possible to get a concrete leads question from a candler here? Uh, you don't have any contact info for your handler. Uh, or you specifically, like, are you able to let us know that kind of information? So, I mean, I can go, I can go through what you have. Like, like, so you've got right now. Um, and again, I'm not saying any of these are the right thing to follow. I'm just saying this is stuff that you've learned and haven't followed mm. up on. Maggie's not wrong. You actually haven't looked into the Xenov Construction Company. There are several workers. You've only talked to like two or three. Uh, and there are about a dozen. Uh, and you've only talked to two or three of them. Uh, you, uh, what else? Um, you just got some information from the library. There's this photograph of a wedding and you saw an image that would that uh, of something that would look like it was a Catholic church, but in fact probably isn't. And the iconography was different, and it kind of had that concentric circle thing. You had the plate that you just put into uh, into the storage facility. Those are all things that you sort of discovered. There were a handful of folks around the uh, the site. A couple homeless folks, people living in cars or alleyways that you. You only talked to one or two of them, but there were a couple others that were lingering around. Um, I would say also just from being agents, you would know you haven't cased the neighborhood at all. You haven't talked to neighboring buildings. You haven't talked to any of those types of things before. So you haven't done any of those steps. Um, again, I'm not claiming any of this is like the key or whatever. I'm just saying these are things that you might um, you might consider doing. Uh, obviously, interviewing 
the workers is going to prove slightly more difficult at this point, considering the events. That's why I said sometimes you guys do things the hard way, considering the events of the last couple of days. Uh, but nonetheless, it is a is a thing. Um, but you're, something yeah. else we could probably look into is um, the years of the building to see if we can find uh, if, if there were periods of time where there was also series of children that were missing. Um, so you do know, and like you just looked this up, you just got have, this info that Robert Sidem was at least in terms of like National Enquirer style newspaper salacious reports, etc. His his name was tied to these like crimes that involve some children yeah, in the twenties. Yeah, so, so you did know that. that wants to follow up on those specific crimes. Okay, so the there's a couple of questions then in terms of like if you're looking for like crime reports and things. I don't know how Lisa's going to do that. So if you have a strategy for how Lisa would gain access to that kind of information, let me know. Uh, there, in terms of the other stuff that you that you got just from searching at the library, you've gone through some library stuff. Um, you're in New York. There are many universities. There are many occult bookstores and rare bookstores. There's experts. These are the types of things you might consult with these people about questions. Uh, I know you guys are often used to just looking stuff up on your phones and things like that, but often in this type of game, communicating with people, oh. going to certain specialists, those types of things is where you might actually gain better information, more accurate yeah. information. Um, so in some cases, primary research. So so there's that maybe, to think about. Yeah, maybe we could go see like an occult person or maybe like an artist to see if they can recognize um, the woman in that painting, like the iconography of it. I, I'm laughing because on one hand that sounds like a great idea and then on the other hand because we're talking in chat about this sort of like the yellow sign <laughs> like hey artists yeah here. let's share this Look at, <laughs> let's, let's pass I mean, this around and see what we happens. weren't able to like take the picture at all but we would be describing it to see if it's something yeah, yeah. Okay. okay so I think we know what the ladies are doing tomorrow okay so then I know Declan's rushing back to his hotel uh, with his stolen items. <laughs> Luca, what are you doing? Is there I'm gonna a, again? Good. Yeah, I'm going to start working on some false identities for us. Maybe create some okay. fake badges. All right. So I did, I did look into this a little bit more. So what you basically are looking to do, you can essentially requisition. Like if you're looking to get like a really good false identity, uh, you can try to do this as a requisition. Uh, so you can try to get this from Delta Green. You can try to do this f with your own. Like this is something that you, an item or a service that you can try to get. So this is is, is effectively kind of we can look into it that way. Um, so on what is it like page? It's around page eighty nine or something like that in the hand in the agent's handbook. I think if you wanted to follow along. So if you're looking for specifically you're trying to get like a really nice like a really good that's going to hold up to scrutiny like you're trying to get actual uh false identity uh, false identity then i think this ends up being like a i'm not sure if this is a major expense let me look it up looking at it, looking for it again so there's like different tiers of things in terms of like how hard it is to acquire standard expense, standard uh, requisition expenses, unusual, major or extreme. Uh, so 
All right. So trying to. I'm trying to find the ID part of it. I I look I I just saw it earlier today too, which is hilarious, and now I can't find where I put it. I'm dumb. Looking, looking, looking. Uh, okay, I got it. I think. All right, so it's all weapons, 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 weapons. Here we go. So Could we have guns. So if you're looking for. Uh, if you're looking for a forged passport or identification documents, uh, you can, this is an unusual expense. If you're looking for, so if you're looking for a, a completely new identity, this is an extreme expense. So you're looking for essentially false identification, right? You're, are you, are you trying to get false identification to make you guys look like you're what cops or FBI or whatever? Is that what you're looking to do? Yes. Okay. So I would probably put it, um, and you wanted yeah, to not trying of, to like make a whole new identity to run away or just right. You just, you're just trying like, to get like, I would say we'll put it at maybe, um, we can put it at like an, at a, like a, maybe a somewhere between standard and unusual. So the question is whether or not you want to try to get Delta green to supply this or whether you Luca know of somebody, because this is going to cost money. And so you have the option to either try to pay for it with your own money, which could affect your bonds because you're doing this extra expense that is not necessarily expected. Or you can try to requisition it and get these types of identities for, for whoever was in the organization to get it for you. The thing with doing it that way is that, you know, there's, there's a timing thing. It's not an instant. So you might request it tonight, but not get it until Wednesday or something like that. So uh, those are things to consider. Um, usually for an unusual expense, which is what I'll, I'll put this at, uh, it is usually going to take a few days. And if you try to accelerate it, uh, it could take an extra, it could take a day or two. Um, so that's like the quickest you'd be able to get it. So the question is, is just, does Luca with his DE agent contacts have a, have a guy? Uh, yeah. Or, I, I, okay. I would say assuming that I'm in the, Law enforcement, I would have people that will be able to make these identities. Okay, um, I think that's a. F I think that's fair. We don't need to go through the whole rigmarole of it. So we can say that tonight. Part of what you do is you get the ball rolling on this. Okay, um, you. So it's a, and you're going to pay out of pocket. So this is going to be something that you pay. So what you do is you, the stress, so that the way this works is the stress mm. of spending reduces one non-Delta Green bond by one. Yeah, uh, I'm going to dip into the pizzeria fund here. Okay, perfect. I love that. So you you start getting into the money of your your family family's money. And so we're going to, so you're going to reduce your, your, your stress, or excuse me, you're going to reduce your, the quality of your bond by one. If you were from a wealthy occupation, which you are not, you can potentially roll a test to avoid that. But I don't think Luca in the DEA in a uh, a family-owned pizzeria is is wealthy enough to warrant it. But yeah, we'll say that you you've put the request in and you you, you made the order. And I'll tell you what, roll a uh, roll like um hmm. I'll give you a choice. Uh, roll like either like a, a persuasion or uh, or here's here's what I'll say. Two options for you, Luca. You can roll a persuasion to see if you can get this done faster or you can actually pay more than you need 
meaning you're going to take an extra point of stress damage against your bond to take even more money from them to pay for like it, getting it faster. So you can either roll a persuasion and fail and get it in a couple days. Mm. If you pass, you'll get it in a day or so. You get it probably by the end of tomorrow. If you want to just bypass the roll entirely, you can choose right now to instead take an extra point. We'll do that. How's that? My persuade's pretty decent. I'm going to go and roll. All right. Roll it. Ooh, 4,750 success. 4,750. Nice. Okay. So we'll say you manage to, it's sort of like calling in a favor here in a way as like you, you, you give them the money, but you also maybe, um, you have information that helps them. Maybe you have information that doesn't, we can kind of work out the contact later and see if they, if we want to draw them into something more, but we'll say you have a kind of a black market counterfeiter that can make this. Now, the other question I have for you is what kind of IDs do you want? I think we'll go with cop IDs. Just an NYPD? Yeah. Okay. Done. All right. And they'll have it for they'll have them for you because you're such a good customer by the end of tomorrow. Nice. All right. Next day delivery. Very nice. Their their your contact name is Jeff Bezos. <laughs> Not to be confused with the Amazon guy. All right. Jeff B. Jeff B. Uh, Maggie and Lisa, you guys are just going to go get some rest, or did you have something you wanted to tackle tonight? Um, yep. Let's hit up an occult store tonight, if they're still okay. open, because it's after it's a Sunday night. time. It's a Sunday night. So they're not open? Okay. It's a Sunday night. Ah, yeah, I'm going to say no. Show works. Going to bed. Not a lot of occult customers on okay. a Sunday night. I That's don't fair. think Sunday night is a, a uh, oft open. Like, you're looking for a very small boutique kind of store. Yeah, uh, yeah. Like a rare bookstore or like a probably closes at shop. like five and that's when we were eating dinner. And it might not even be open on the weekend. <laughs> so yeah. Uh, so it's like a, it's not a Barnes and Noble. It's an actual store. Um, okay. Then let's go over to uh, go over to Declan who's hurrying oh, back to his hotel. <laughs> He's got items. Uh, okay. So I'm going to put them back. It's do. okay. Walk me through what you do uh, there. Declan. Uh, get back to the hotel and yep. I start taking pictures of pages in the book okay. uh, as clear as I can. And then I want to try and transcribe uh, chunks of it into like Google translate or something like that. Just an <laughs> online translator. And I know it'll okay. come out all jumbled, but it'll okay. be better than what I've got now. All right. So you would know, Stephen would know this reading. This book is certainly something you can do. Uh, it is definitely a task. It is something that's going to take time. And in doing so, right. like you will get some skill boost, some some sanity loss, and some combinations of things, as is common with uh, with reading books within Call of Cthulhu style games. Uh, so that will definitely happen. I don't think any of that will necessarily conclude tonight, but we'll say that you start on the process of reading and transcribing, and we'll say this is going to take some time, but we can definitely. I, I didn't say think I would get the full book. I, I want to sure. get at least like the. I really don't want to keep the book that long. Uh, okay. so if we're planning on working Monday, I might return it on Tuesday or something. So I just want to do like chunks that seem important. Okay. Uh, so yeah. What about the other thing? What about the, the, the box? I'm so mad at that box. If it doesn't buzz, it's just staying on the table. Okay. So you brought it in. Putting the it by the laptop as I'm working on the book. You reach to your bag 
and you take out the box and you go to put it down on the table next to you. Right as your hand touches the box and pulls it out, you feel something goes terribly strange. You feel a coldness on your hands. You feel a, um, a numbness begin to overtake you. The box begins to shake and vibrate much more violently than you have, um, would have expected from what, uh, what went down inside of the, uh, inside of the, the storage container. It, vi- it vibrates so violently that you drop it on the ground. It opens up itself and you see this tangle of light and space just sort of fold in front of you in this completely and utterly strange manner that just boggles your mind. It's like the, the, the most, the folding of, of like, it's like you're looking through sort of a, a, some kind of waterfall and you're looking to the other side of it and it's all twisting and turning and you realize something is some shadow is kind of growing out of this translucent sheen of light you see one wing begin to grow and prop out of that sheen out of this strange fold you see another you see claws reach out and pull something through and in your direction and standing in front of you is this eye-twisting aberration that is both hideous and fascinating at the same time. It stands at least as tall as you, but it is crouched over. It is covered in some kind of fur, not unlike a bat. Its face is implacable like you have no idea what it thinks of what it sees your mind begins to race i need you to roll a sanity test is this pandora's box oh my gosh uh 65 uh current santa's 75 okay take one point of sanity loss as you're standing there and you're watching whatever this winged creature is it takes a step towards you What's your dex? Uh, six, 15. All right. You can go first. What do you do? There is a massive hideous looking aberration that looks like something like a bat hybrid with some kind of human shape that just somehow manifested out of unfathomable folds of light inside of your hotel room after bursting from this box that you just took from a delta green green box is the box nearby it's on the ground does it look like closing the box would help anything i mean if you would like to give that a try i would tell you this this thing you see the claws you see its face you know for a great certainty that this is this is no creature you have never this is the only this is only stuff that you've read about if you would like to reach down and try to close the box with your 16 dex action, I would be more than happy to let you do that. Uh, I guess I got to run. I want to grab the book and run. Okay. 
Uh, if you're going to grab the book and try in to laptop, run, I need that too. In la- okay. Uh, so if you're you're you're, you're, Let try, me pack you're trying all to pack up my clothes and hats and glasses and then run away from the I can leave the monster. clothes. <laughs> Are you sure it's your favorite sweater? Okay. Uh, how, how are you, how are you looking by the way, Declan? Are you, are you fully healthy and hale? Uh, so my HP says six, but I don't remember if that's actually from the first intro. Uh, oh, did I take I damage, damage last session? I don't think yeah, I have. You did. Mine okay. is so actually I, I would be... 10 of 13 as well for HP. So I think something happened. You got hit by the cat. Yeah, I don't, <laughs> I don't recall anyone that's taking true. any damage. Okay, I would like a dexterity test. If you're trying for each thing you're trying to get, uh, you get a minus 10% for each thing you're trying to get. If you try to grab the book, that's minus 10%. If you try to grab your laptop, that's minus 20%. And this is to grab the thing and get to the door. Or you can just try to run without leaving everything behind and run for the door. And that would get you out into the hall. Okay. Uh, so 55 is what I'm looking for here. Okay. I rolled an eight. Okay. You grab as this thing comes. Kind of moving in your direction. It's wings growing and expanding to the point where you see them scraping the walls and the ceiling as this massive, almost gargoyle-like size of creature begins to move in your direction. You run, and you grab the book, and you grab your laptop, and you make for the door. And you get to the door. But as I said, you don't get out the door. You just get to the door. Which means it's going to get a chance to take an attack at you. As As it quickly hops up, onto your bed and then sort of sweeps down and tries to catch you as you leave. There should have been a warning on this box somewhere. (laughs) The fact that it was behind lock and key in a uh, Delta green uh, storage room. Not. Yeah. All right. That's a hit. (laughs) 17 on the die. Rolling a Am I dead? Board. Okay. You're not dead. You're not dead. Uh, as there is a 15% lethality on this attack as it tries to sink its massive fangs into you. Uh, however, I rolled uh, I rolled a 71 on, on that. So instead of you taking, instead of you, instead of it being an automatic kill, you instead take eight points of damage. Uh, so take eight points of damage as it manages. So I'm almost to, dead. How much health do you have? Uh, I've got three left. Okay. You feel as you reach for the door, you've got everything in your hands. You go to open it up. You're about to step out and you just feel the fangs of this bat-like creature just tear into your shoulder. You scream in pain as it is excruciating. It echoes throughout the halls of this hotel. Declan, what do you do on this turn? I want to get out the door and close it. Okay. You get out. That's easy enough to do. It doesn't grapple you or anything. You get out. You close the door. 
Then what? Give you a little bit more. What else do you want to try to do? Uh, oh, shit. Um, I think I would just kind of like panic on the other side of the door and put my back to it, trying to keep it shut. You're going to stay here and just trying to keep blood. it shut? Okay. Fire alarm. Declan, roll a roll strength test. This is my worst stat. But the lollies are coming up tonight. I rolled a 10. You rolled a 10. That's very good. That's very good. Thank you, Norris Foundry. You hold and you hold and you hold and you feel it pushing and pushing and you're doing all you can. And then eventually you feel a great velocity suddenly hit your back as the door explodes. You go flying across the hall. The door smashes against you. You land on the ground. Roll a luck test for me. What is happening? (laughs) Uh, 52. You hear, as you're getting your head around you, you hear a ding. And you hear the sounds of voices come out. And you'd be like, I can't believe they, uh, I can't believe they got my order wrong. Can you believe? Oh my God. And then suddenly you hear the sounds of and then screams. You look up and you can see that there's a couple, uh, probably in their 40s or so, that are currently being attacked by this winged servitor. You are you are like kind of underneath the door. And so likely what happened is it looked for the easiest target. And you can see about five to ten feet from you down the hall right out of the elevator it just started slaughtering these two uh and you can see it's just ripping through uh a woman on the ground what do you want to do declan i want to run where would you like to run Uh, down the other uh direction of the hallway and uh, if i see a fire alarm i have no weapons how am i gonna help uh okay no actually i want to go back in the room and i want to get the box and try shutting it now (laughs) I need you to roll a sand test as you see a horrific and utterly violent display in front of you as much like the shining bursts of blood erupt from this woman as the man that was with her is just standing next to her in this sense of shock, like windows from the thing, just kind of watching with this horror on his face, his his like mouth almost kind of extending outward, like it's going to rip apart at the jaw as he's in such uh, such disbelief of what's happening here. Uh, Declan, how'd you do with your sand? Uh, 23 under 74. Take another point of sand loss from this horrific violence, but you are nonetheless keeping it together. You run back into your room. You, you close the box. You still hear the sounds of screams, and now you hear the sounds of... As it seems to have now gone towards the man. What would you like to do next? Declan is a coward, uh, so he's gonna take the box and the book and the laptop and flee and pull a fire alarm. Okay. Uh, You run out into the hall and you start running again. You're running away from him. You're looking for any signs of a uh, of a fire alarm. Roll a luck test again. 
Uh, 15. Okay. You find one uh, just a, maybe 15 feet down the hall as you run away. You pull it. Everything starts going crazy instantly. You just hear the sounds of the as the as the lights start flickering as well, and you can start to run. Uh, you hear the sounds of the man's pain behind you. Then you hear doors start to open. It's like what? What's going on? Oh my god! What is that? You hear the sounds of the wing servitor beginning to sort of chase down, and doors slamming, doors opening. This commotion of people seeing this thing. Some of them being unlucky to get attacked by this thing. But Declan, you are running. You are running. You reach the stairs near the vending machine. You maybe brave one little look over your shoulder, the shoulder where blood is pouring down from where you were bit. You see in the hallway behind you carnage that you've never seen before as bodies lay ripped to pieces in the hallway as there are no less than five, maybe six people who either have been killed or have been brutally and horrifically ripped apart. What do you do as you stand at the door to the stairs? Keep running. You run inside the stairs and you begin running down. And that is where we're going to go ahead and end for tonight. Oh my gosh. Should we have guns? (laughs) I'm just imagining Luca's reaction when Declan tells him what happened. Like, oh, I'm not admitting huh? shit. Deny <laughs> I tell you die, which won't take long with three hit points. What have you done? Well, that is not uh, where I thought I... tonight's session was going to go. <laughs> what? I Why would they put all it there this if they research and stuff to touch it? prepared for Ashley, some of which she's gotten, some of which she's still to get. I was ready to go for that. I was good to go for that. And even the construction site stuff, I can give you stuff for that. No problem. Who has this on their bingo card? Who had winged servitor goes on a rampage in the middle of a hotel in New York City? Who had that? Who would put that in a storage unit? Like, that should be in high security. We <laughs> thought Ronnie Lightside it's, was mad this morning. <laughs> it's in a Delta Green green box that says, do not touch. <laughs> it says, do not touch. But it vibrated twice. It wanted to be. As just describing it as it's starting to put out, I'm like, close the box! The cat, the cat, not that it's a cat, the bat ish was out of the bag at that point. Uh, But yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, For those who are curious, that is a literal wing servitor, which is what it is. What the fuck is that? It is a a Lovecraft. species uh beast it is very strong oh my god (laughs) i was really curious i was like i was i was watching the time i was like i was asking you guys like what you know like okay it's late afternoon and then like you guys went to the restaurant and i was just like i'm this might happen at the restaurant and then like you said you wanted to race home like all right you raced home you raced back to your hotel i'm like all right it's happening at the hotel then otherwise it was gonna happen in the middle of that hotel, in the oh middle of God. New York City, with little old Jamie around, and um, the restaurant, stuff, but, yeah, in the restaurant. Sorry, yeah, uh, yes. So that could See, be Declan made a wise choice today. He didn't open it in front of the child. Oh, I did open cool. it. Wow. <laughs> not in front times. of the child. <laughs> of the option to open it in front of the child and not in front of the child. 
I want to point out that if you're not out of the woods completely, you just got into the stairwell and you started running. And I love how you, I love, it's just, it's one of those, I love, I love those moments when you're like, I'm going to hit the fire alarm, which on the one hand sounds like a great idea. Yeah. But on the other hand, what you did, what you literally just did is you teed up other people who are going to race out of their room. Not all of them, but some of them who are going to race out of the room right into the path of this thing. I love like moments like that where it's just like this like these unextended consequence, unintended consequences. I'm blaming like Ashley on that one. I saw her put it in the chat. Did she? Did she I say wasn't that? the only one. Ashley. There were a couple people that said, uh, I was thinking of the lower floors. Ashley, this whole <laughs> thing is your fault. It's entirely yes, on your shoulders. You blaming clearly. your shit on me, uh, <laughs> sir. These are the consequences of your own decisions. Oh my God. I can't believe Luca. Why didn't you tell me not to take the box? I can't believe you took the box. Like I, I'm, I'm so. Why would they put it there box. if they didn't want someone to take it? They put it inside. To That's keep where it they away store from stuff. People. No, I mean the designers. <laughs> to tempt the people like you. The box shakes. Mm -hmm. yeah, uh, just ignore it. They got me. The box shakes wow. again. Oh, uh, I mean it. The box didn't shake twice. until he touched it. I had pretty good okay. self-control the first two times we closed that door. Just throwing that I, out there. I love how we've gone from, nah, I don't really want to go out in that rain to help you with that drowned woman <laughs> to let me touch this thing that clearly says don't touch this touch. in a place that is probably pretty dangerous. No. There was no overt danger at the time. When he saw overt <laughs> danger, he ran. That's fair. That's fair. All right. <laughs> So that is that is it for this week. Uh, we will pick up in two two weeks. We will see how that how this how this puts a wrench in things. Uh, this is definitely I like how you guys are like. Okay, we're going to do this. We're going to do this. We're going to do this. And then all the while, I'm thinking in the back of my head, ticking freaking time bomb in Declan's bag right now is going to go off like pretty soon. Mm -hmm. It's fun. It's fun. Um, what do we got coming up, guys? What's what's our next stream? Uh, one ring. Uh oh, we're yeah. Playing some more one ring, and we're all gonna die in that speaking, too. Speaking as there's of a winged, winged creatures, demon killing people. Yeah, exactly. Uh, tomorrow, one ring, our finale. We're very excited for this. Um, also a little bit anxious and sad as we are going to be playing our final, uh, the final episode of our Waking of Angmar campaign tomorrow. Uh, for however long it takes, whether it's an hour, whether it's three, whether it's twenty minutes. We're gonna we're, we're finishing tomorrow. We also uh, thanks to uh, thanks to Eric from Norse Foundry has, uh, has helped us get some giveaways. So we're gonna be giving away two gift certificates to uh, Norse Foundry as well. So for those of you that are there watching with us live, you're gonna get a chance to get some awesome dice and dice related products uh, from our buddies uh, at Norse Foundry. So come hang out, come early. We're gonna give a, I'm gonna give away one really early right off the bat, and we'll give away one at some other point in time in the stream. Uh, so uh, come hang out. Uh, then Monday, uh, we've got, uh, monster of the week. So we are, uh, we should be able to finish our first story, uh, as, uh, we were dealing with the alien chupacabras, uh, which is, which is a fun mm -hmm. little overlap stuff. <laughs> uh, Tuesday, Steven, what do we got going on, man? We are playing more X-Men. Uh, speaking of stories that didn't go the direction we expected, they are now <laughs> on the run, uh, we were talking about it after the show. They said, yeah. at what point did we go like the direction you didn't expect <laughs> us to? And I said, like the moment I gave you freedom in like minute five, <laughs> that's five when you went the in. direction. Just, just look away. But, Cause if you don't see us leave, then you're so not good. complicit. It was <laughs> a great session. It was a lot of uh, fun. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. Yeah. 
now we're going to be doing some running through the tunnels. Yeah, it's going to be great. It's going to be great. Uh, Thursday of next week, we're going to get back to some werewolf, the apocalypse. We were off uh, last night. Oh, we were down a few too many players, but we should be back on Thursday with some with, a, with another another story, another chapter. Uh, Friday next week, uh, Friday next week, we are going to do a one shot of a, of a game that literally just came out this morning, or at least the PDFs were just sent to backers this morning. Eat the Reich uh, is on Kickstarter about a month ago from Rowan, Rook and Deckard, who we love because they've done Heart, they've done Die. Those are two of my favorite games. We've run them on the channel. Uh, Aaron is going to uh, run that. And uh, a few of the people you see on the screen here, not Steven, uh, are going to be playing in it uh, for the one shot next week. And uh, and that's where we're at. Check out the YouTube page as well. We got all sorts of other games there, including Fragged, uh, which we have going on right now. Uh, and uh, yeah, this is going to be an interesting two weeks. I'm really excited now to see <laughs> what happens. This is I got to figure out what's going to happen too. That's the other thing. We were like, you know, we go to City Hall, we chat with some like you know government employees, we figure out some you know sewer. The maps. boys and the girls run opposite <laughs> ways. We're like, we're going to do it's research. Classic. <laughs> classic. If you I, all I had a building. I'm ready to hunt it down. You guys could burn the building down. I'm just not saying that's necessarily going to end the scenario I'm, if you burn the building I'm, down. I'm saying the demon would have been summoned, you know, at the evil building, building instead of the hotel. You know, that would have been less casualties. So really, Possibly. it's still Lisa's fault. So you, you bring the summoned creature the to the building Declan. and then burn it. Mm. I can always find uh, someone else to blame. All right, everybody, save it for the next session, okay? I'm trying to raid the defenders, okay? So just shut the hell up. Wave goodbye. Say goodnight, everybody. Goodnight, everybody. Bye. Goodnight, Say everybody. Goodnight, everybody. <laughs>